0: What's up, Metal Forge fans? This is Alan Bishop, the alchemist of Indiana's Black Forest and head distiller at Spirits of French Lick. Do you find yourself drawn to the unexplained, fascinated by the Fortean, or enchanted by the paranormal? If the things that go
1: bump in the night resonate in your mind, then tune into my brand new podcast, If You Have Ghosts, You Have Everything. Featuring first-hand accounts, collected stories, interviews, history
0: Thank you for tuning in to The Metal Forge. I am Mark Jackson and I am your host. The premise of the show is pretty simple. Awesome interviews and awesome music. If you want to contact me, hit me up at MetalForgeRadio at gmail.com or visit the website MetalForgeRadio.com. And now, let's get this show on the road. What is going on, you metal maniacs? Welcome to The Metal Forge. How are you all doing on this next-to-last day of the year? Wow. So today I have um, a couple of cool things going on along with our guest. You know, our guest is Tom Hughes from the band Cryptrot. And he is here coming all the way from Wales in the United Kingdom. And what, a, what an awesome way to end this year. Such an awesome fucking uh, brutal death metal band and Death Simber wrapping up right now with Cryptrot. But before we get into it today, uh, I did make a post a while back about the top five albums of the year. Uh, And Athena from Metal Mischief, then Thrashers and Destroyers, has her list ready. And Jason from the Heavy Metal Wasteland has his list ready. And I have my list ready. And based on the time that you're looking at this and reading this and hearing this, that you possibly may have already saw the post From where, you know, on Instagram and Facebook and Twitter and all that, where I am posting everybody's top five albums from, you know, the people here at the Metal Forge. So before I give you my list, we're going to check in with Jason and Athena and see what they have to say about, you know, what's their state of music of 2022, you know, because there was a lot of fucking really awesome albums out there. And I've I've got quite a few honorable mentions, but before we get into it, let's let's go ahead and check in with Jason in the Heavy Metal Wasteland and see what he has for 2022.
2: Hey everybody, welcome to the final wasteland of 2022. I've waited to the last possible minute to do this because my selections uh, changed uh, quite a bit over the uh, past couple weeks. So now that I think I have them all settled, uh, I want to let you know what I thought about the top five releases, personally, of 2022. First, though, uh, I just want to remind you one more time before January 1st that uh, Flamekeeper goes live on January 1st. If you subscribe to Patreon, you can uh, join us there now. Obviously, Patreon is a paid service, almost like a uh, digital tip jar. But there are different tiers with some uh, perks. Uh, you can find out all the information there. And if you sub now, before the new year, there's are some uh, videos up that will not go public until January 1st. So you kind of get a sneak peek and uh, get some early access uh, videos and uh, podcasts in the future and stuff like that. And We would uh, appreciate you uh, being there. And hopefully we can get big enough. Where we can start doing like some community uh, events or like Q and A's uh, and stuff like that, it'd be really fun. So, um, so yeah, if you got like a buck or two, you know, to spare uh, every month, uh, please uh, consider, uh, you know, supporting us over there. Uh, me and Mark would uh, really appreciate it. And we have some more stuff in the works that hopefully we'll launch uh, later on in the year. So it'll be more money, uh, more value for you for your dollar, uh, so to say. All right, enough about that. Let's get into the top five. I am going to do five through two as uh, all equals. And then the last one will be my favorite of the year. So number five, I picked a new Saxon record called Carpe Diem. This album was not very well um, promoted. Uh, I didn't even know about it till a few months after it came out. And that's because Spotify let me know, which is not a good sign uh, from, the, from the record company. but. Uh, it is a very good album. I compare it to the uh, Accept album, Blood of the Nations. Uh, it's that kind of like comeback album, in my opinion. Uh, produced by Andy Sneap, which you know again uh, is usually pretty big news, but uh, for some reason it was uh, pretty much ignored. So check that one out. It's uh, Ten songs. Uh, Biff Byford sounds really good. The band he has now is really top notch. I'm not sure if it's been the same band for a while because I don't. I haven't really followed. Saxon and over the last several albums, but uh, yeah, this one uh, this one got me so uh, check it out carpe diem by Saxon Number four is the newest album from the band night and from San Francisco Very cool band. It's like a uh, power trad metal with uh, death metal vocals. Uh, I actually compared the vocals to like a ghoulish lemmy um, if that sounds pretty cool to you uh, don't waste any more time and after this uh, after this episode of the metal forge Make sure you check it out. Me and Mark both interviewed him on our podcast. Uh, I think it had a pretty wide spectrum of topics between the both of us, so if you want to learn more about these guys, uh, be sure to check those out. Number three is another Andy Sneap-produced album. It's the newest one from Amon Amarth called The Great Heathen Army. Uh, Despite me not liking uh, the first two songs and still not liking the first two songs uh, so many months later, uh, the rest of this album is killer and, uh, you know, it's the typical Monomar formula, but, you know, I, uh, I subscribe and uh, fanboy wholeheartedly of that stuff. I uh, can't get enough of it. So, um, if you like this band, you'll like this album. If you don't care about this band, you probably won't care about this album, you know, just to give you a heads up. Number two, I picked uh, Spirit Adrift. This one's a little bit of a cheat because this is technically a covers album but it has two originals to kick the album off. So I don't feel as bad putting it on there. This guy, Nate Gary is like the, uh, John Fogerty of, uh, you know, stoner metal. Yeah. He, everything he writes is almost gold. Um, and this one's no exception. Uh, the covers are pretty awesome too. Uh, he cover they cover, uh, Metallica, Typo, um, Thin Lizzy, ZT Top, Skinner, um, so, yeah, if you're uh, into this band and didn't check this one out, uh, give it a listen, man. It's uh, it's really good, uh, front to back. Oh, and Pantera also. They also uh, cover Hollow. Uh, so They actually released that as a single for the 30th anniversary uh, date, which was pretty cool. So, getting to my number one, uh, it is the band Summerlands, or maybe Sumerlands, I'm not sure. i uh, never heard it pronounced by anyone else in the band. This album's called Dream Killer. They have a new singer. I was a little nervous about it because I was a big fan of their last one. But I will say, after absorbing this album for the past few months, because I listened to it a few times a week, uh, religiously, uh, I will say this new guy is way better than the other guy they had. And I uh, look forward to more. Hopefully, they uh, have a little quicker release schedule than the you know in between uh, the last two albums. And uh, yeah, man, if you're into like killer '80s uh, riffing. Um, some awesome melodies and harmonies uh, killer guitar work uh, you know rock solid drums and uh, keyboard that they use sparingly to boost up harmonies and melodies. Um, this one is for you man I can't uh, I can't state enough how awesome this album is. Uh, I listen to it like I said religiously a few times a week still it's 30 minutes or like 35 minutes it's pretty quick you can get through it pretty fast. So uh, no reason to at least check it out once. But I have a feeling if you haven't heard this and check it out, you will probably agree with me that this this is uh, definitely some good album of the year material. Um, really surprised it really didn't uh, appear on any, like, top 50 list of the uh, corporate uh, metal magazines, which doesn't really surprise me, but I thought it was strong enough to at least get someone's attention. But no, they'd rather just push the same old shit, you know, Ghost, Five Finger, all that. Uh, corporate stuff so um this is the uh definitive top five i'm gonna go ahead and just say that you know why not so uh, <laughs> anyway guys uh send in your uh, top five list on comments um if you wish uh, it'd be fun to compare uh, and see what uh, everyone's listening to a uh, quick cu- couple honorable mentions the new ep from skeletor i really enjoyed but it was an ep so i didn't uh, put it on here the new Clutch album was a nice return to form. Uh, probably would have been my number six or seven if it was a top ten list. And my friends in Witch Pit released an album uh, this year on Heavy Psych Records. They got big things going on next year uh, touring-wise, so check those guys out. And my buddies in Coffin and Torture, Jim and Alex, uh, released a new album. So check that one out as well. And uh, as always, guys, uh, stay safe, stay heavy, and we will talk to you in the new year. Thanks.
0: Wow, Jason, awesome albums. You know, Saxon, I got to see them with Motorhead back in 2015. And t- so fucking rad to see live. Total total coolness. Um, I kind of figured on the uh, Night Under the Cronian Moon uh, from Night or Voices of the crony Moon. I'm sorry. See, there's so many, so many albums, you know, that that came out this year. I'm, like, getting all jumbled with it. Uh, I I figured you would pick The Night because I know you're really into them. Uh, Another one that I figured you would pick was was the new Summerland album as well because you were just like, hey, man, you've got to hear this. You've got to hear this. And you were kind of that way with Spirits Adrift as well. Like, hey, man, you got to hear this. This is pretty fucking cool. And, yeah, I mean, your your recommendations have been so top-notch and, and uh, greatly appreciated this year. And what's also really cool, you know, is... Judging from the, you know your podcast of the Ale Horn and so on and so forth, I kind of figured you were going to do the Amon Amarth album, and I figured that would be on your list as well. So hell yeah, man, that is awesome! And I will go ahead and let the cat out of the bag that there are no crossover albums from my list and yours. Wow, that's so crazy, it's so insane. So you know. Let's talk with Athena now. Let's see where she's at with this. And, you know, awesome stuff. You know, she she has her stuff down pat. So let's check in with Athena in Metal Mischief.
3: Misfits and miscreants. bangers and mashers. Deviants and the (coughs) deviated. The tormented. (coughs) And the firm and dead. (coughs) Ghouls and goblins. Creatures of the night. Jack, those headphones. Crick your volume to max. Spark it up. and just relax. It's time for your Deadly Dose. Welcome to the next installment of Metal Mischief. New Year's edition. That's right. (coughs) It is metal in the year of the devil, 2022. On today's lineup, We have, of course, a a countdown, like, not a countdown per se, but a review of, like, the metal over 2022, and then I'm going to pick my top five albums. But in a way, as you will see, this is a bit of a countdown. But every day is a countdown until the day we fucking die, right? So let's just have fun while we are here and while we can, right? right okay so holy fuck it's already 2023 i mean right now while i am recording this it's still 2022 but in about two days from now it's going to be 2023 and when you are watching this video it's going to be 2023 so anyway it's another year of bangovers. Another year of boozing, fart jokes, not sleeping enough, smoking an entire field of ganja, holding my tongue a lot, horns and high fives, cooking amazing foods, reading lots of comic books, staying up way past my bedtime because I'm fucking in my 40s and I fuck. You know, breaking shit, tormenting my friends. I mean, there's a lot to life, but you know, there's your friends and your music and petting your pussies, that's right. You know, little furry things that run around your house. Also, many, many hours of metal for my mental health. You know, they even made a metal song about that called Mental Health. You guys know what I'm talking about. Anyway, it is metal therapy and all year long we have been getting small doses of metal therapy. I gotta say it comes in all different forms so, you know, it's whatever your mood might be and where it might take you. And that's gonna explain later in this segment where you see why I made the choices I did. So. 2022 actually would like prove to be a golden year for new metal releases new bands old bands that resurfaced and put out new shit which by the way 2023 has a lineup of stuff coming out from some bands that we're all looking forward to like Merciful Fate. just the name drop one. anyway I went back and I revisited some of the stuff that did not make my list and, I mean my top five. But I also have a list that is going to be my honorable mentions, which we will get to in a minute. But, there's a lot of bands that went back, listened to the albums over and over, gave them many chances. And they just didn't hit me right. That doesn't mean they're not going to hit you right. That doesn't mean that it's not something that's going to, like, appeal to you and that you're going to enjoy it. So, by no means, like, you know, take what I say as, like, you know, it's just me bullshitting my way through things. So, anyway, um, after many tokes, many jokes, and many, many bottles of bourbon, I finally came up with my top five for 2022. But here's the thing, we're not gonna just jump right into that, because what fun is that? There's so much that happened in 2022. We can't just jump right into shit, right? So... I wanted to break down my top five into categories, you know, just so I could like spread some more love. So I'm going to let you float on that for a minute, because we're going to get to that. But before we get into the top five, I would like to recap the bands that did make those honorable mentions I was just talking about, but before that, excuse me for one moment while I get a little parts talking to you guys. I don't know what it is,
1: like,
3: I get really thirsty. Okay, so, in no specific order, and no specific categories for this, these are the bands that made my list, but not my top five for 2022. Are you ready? Are you guys ready? I've been ready all fucking day. Let's do this thing! Alright. Now I have to actually look at my list, so don't mind me, okay? In no specific order! Elder. Innate passage. Voivod. Synchro anarchy. Which is probably one of my favorite titles for an album, actually. Immolations. Acts of God. Autopsy. Because, oh my god, autopsy! Morbidity Triumph Morbidity triumphant. Yeah, I had to say that a few times Because it just didn't sound right at first <laughs> um, Misery Index Man, it was nice to hear that they put out another album You know, it's been a, little, a minute since we really heard from them So I'm pretty happy uh, The album Complete Control came out this year And it was really good And I actually really enjoyed it Did not make my top five, though. Uh, Municipal Waste. Electrified Brain. Because it does just that. It electrifies your brain. And it's a very good album. And it ranks way up there for me in the thrash categories, for sure. But, alas, it did not make my top five. So, moving on. Escuela Grind. Now, my buddy sent me this one, and I love my grind, and he knows I love my grind metal, so he finds, like, these really cool bands and sends them to me. A School of Grind is just technically a masterpiece when it comes to, like, a grind album. I absolutely loved it. The only reason it didn't make my top five was because... One of my best buds of many, many years from Pittsburgh, one of his new projects that he's been working on for a couple years, had to go in my top five because it is literally one of the best grind albums I've heard in not just a year, but several years. Hands down, no shit, not just because he's my buddy, The shit is fucking killer, but we will get to that. So just hold your fucking horses. I know you guys are getting like all antsy, aren't you? All right. Dark Funeral, We Are the Apocalypse. I did review this one earlier in the year, and it had to make my honorable mentions. Uh, Midnight, Let There Be Witchery. And I did get to see Midnight this year with Merciful Fate, and it was amazing. So, if you missed that, I'm very sorry, but hopefully they came to a city near you. Uh, Bloodbath, which I also reviewed in this past year survival of the sickest that album is such a fucking killer album one of my favorites actually for just like when i'm vacuuming and doing the dishes and shit like that you know it's like a really good like i'm gonna clean the house and listen to death metal mode um so that one's way up there for me but alas still didn't make my top five um and here's a local boys local boys actually uh made my list Blind Scryer, which I also reviewed this year. I mean, I'm only going to review them if I really like them. I don't know if you guys have noticed that by watching the Metal Mischiefs, but I don't like to do bad reviews. If I'm not into the album and I'm not feeling the band, I'm just not going to review it because I don't want to be, like, an asshole about anything. Everybody's going to have their opinions about stuff, right? I mean, some of you probably think my show is a fucking piece of shit. I don't care. It's whatever. We listen to it if we want to. We watch it if we want to. Right? Right. So, anyway. Lime Skyer. Local Boys. Awesome, though. Oh, my God. It's called Controlled Burn. And it's just one of those bands that, because they're not national, you're not going to really get to hear from them unless you go out and dig for it. So, Look up Ryan, Blind Scryer. Blind Scryer from Louisville, Kentucky. Just do it. <sighs> Just do it. All right, going on. Septic Flesh, Modern Primitive. Spectrum Mortis, which I also reviewed this year. Bit Misery, The Incantation. Corpsesque, another one I reviewed this year. Succumb to Rot storm Stoker! buddies from lexington but the mother tree holy fuck the production on that album does not sound like you know it's just a small like like back of the burner like band because it's not it's absolutely not just go out and look for Storm If you're into stoner Doom Metal and and you like, you know, to like get your, your head in a weird buzzed place, Storm is where it's at. I'm not I'm not kidding, just check it out. Alright, Tamer Isley Projects, which I also reviewed. Tamer being one motherfucker who does everything! I mean, seriously. He's amazing! And Yes, I reviewed him, and yes, you should go check him out. <laughs> Witchfinder! Forgotten Mansion. Goat Oh, it's always awesome when Goat drops something new for us. And again, I always get excited when I hear Goat putting out a new album. So their new album, Angels Hung from the Archways of Heaven. The artwork on the front of the album is absolutely stunning, too, so check that out. And then, decapitated cancer culture, because, come on, let's get real. Cancer keeps killing all of our fucking loved ones, doesn't it? If it's not fucking heroin, it's fucking cancer. And then, last but not least, on my honorable mentions, Exile, Rip, and tear which was one of my first reviews at the beginning of 2022 and at the end of 2022 I still love the album. That's got to tell you something, right? All right. So even though I don't consider split albums to be part of like, you know, my, my, my choice at the end of the year, I always have to give them credit because, you know, split albums are a lot of fun. So I'm gonna mention the two that impressed me the most, actually. So the first one being Spasticus and Boya. Um, They are these Italian death metal motherfuckers, and I just have to tell you, like, if you haven't really dove into, like, Italian death metal, you should, because this shit is so good. And I would start with Spasticus and Boya. the other one I want to talk about, I actually just did a review about not too long ago. If you guys were paying attention in class and you weren't sleeping through shit, then you would know that Black Knight, Grave, Grave Ripper, and Unholy Knight did a split. Now, the split is called Faster Than the Fucking Devil. And I'm not even going to talk anymore about it because you should just go back and like listen to the Metal Forge episode of Metal Mischief, where I actually review this fucking album. That's all you're gonna get. That's all you're gonna get! That's it! I'm
1: just gonna
3: move on now! Alright, so... I enjoy Splits a lot, though, because you get, like, a blend of music from different bands and everything, and if they're actually produced well, then the bands all have a nice flow with each other, and the production's really good. There's some of them I've listened to over this last year that... Even though some of the bands I did like on there, the flow wasn't there. The album overall wasn't something that like it, that kept me interested in it. So, even though I did find some really awesome bands from some of these splits, I can't really give it a whole lot of mention because, as a whole, the splits weren't something that I was into. But go digging, man. Go find shit. I mean, yeah. Let's see. Where am I at? Okay. Uh... Okay. The next thing I want to talk about... Well, it was this new Led Zeppelin pipe that was, like, the gift for Christmas. I'll fucking know for that. Um, no. That's not what I want to talk about. But I do want to talk about, you know, all the fun. Fun. Wait. Did somebody say fun? Oh! <laughs> <It's fun. laughs> We've had tons of fun going to shows this year. <laughs> because after a fucking pandemic, oh my god! It was like running around without your clothes on. It was like, let's just go out <laughs> and experience the world again. And, and and it felt new and a little different, man. I mean, right? Am I fucking wrong here? But once we actually got to go back to shows and be around our friends and it's the whole like, oh my God moments that you have, we finally like are full-fledged back into that in 2022. So, you know, I have to do a top five of my favorite shows from this year. Right? That only makes sense. So, besides the countless local metal shows... Because, oh my gosh, there's dozens upon dozens of those. Including Metal Mondays, which happen almost every mo- every Monday. And it's free metal. And sometimes it's just local stuff for like Lexington, Atlanta, Chicago. You know, we get a nice blend of stuff that comes through here for it. But sometimes we get like bigger bands. Like, there was one band called um, something Teeth. Um, scratch Teeth. Teeth Scratch Uh, I don't know, but apparently it was dudes from Slipknot, and like, nobody was supposed to know, but they were in our little tiny bar in our little tiny city, and that's what happens at Metal Mondays sometimes. So, besides Metal Mondays, here are my top five five shows for 2022. First and foremost, Merciful Fate. Oh my God, just getting to see the King on stage in that capacity of Merciful Fate. And with my best friend, too. It was amazing. It was absolutely amazing. And they came with Midnight and Creator, too, which Creator had a new album out, by the way. Sorry, didn't make my honorable mentions or anything because I'm just going to say this for right, and if you saw the review I did about this album, about this show. You'll already know that Creator did not really impress me in that show, unfortunately. But, Midnight and merciful Fate sure did blow my fucking mind! So, fuck it, whatever. Try harder. Try again! Alright, number two. Bay Area Strikes Back Tour. Now this one was fun because it was all thrash, all night. You had Testament, Death Angel, and Exodus. Let's just reiterate that. Testament, Death Angel, and Exodus. What a fucking night that was, let me tell ya. That's one of those, you know, I hope when I get older and I, I don't like lose my mind and forget shows like that, you know? Anyway, moving on. Corrosion of conformity. And you know why? Because Pepper Keenan, that's why. Right. Fuck! And then... Anvil! Anvil! Yes! The all-mighty Anvil was actually in Louisville. And... Overload... Mark Jackson, Metal Forge... Overload got to open for the motherfuckers! Yes! Oh my god! How fucking cool is that? Right? Yeah, that show was awesome. Such a good time. And then... Last but not least, my number five was cattle Decapitation and Creeping Death. Man, that's actually how my 2020 start started, and, uh, yeah, I mean, yeah, what a fucking way to, like, you know, start a year. That's my top five shows, alright, we're getting there, we're getting there, guys, I promise. All right, so moving on to a little more somber notion of our year, though, I do want to take a few minutes to talk about like the musicians and all the influential people that, you know, made metal possible and just like permeable for us. Something we listen to and feel and touch on a daily basis that touches us and something that makes us feel whole and complete I mean there's without these people this would not be a thing for us metal would not be a thing for us and every year we lose people that have influenced us and made such an impact in our metal community and not just our metal community but we're outstanding citizens and really damn good fucking people too and treated other people with respect and actually gave a shit about other people and in that, they made art. And they made art passionately. So, here are the people that we lost this year. Dan McCafferty from Nazareth. Manny Charlton from Nazareth. Milos Loaf. We lost the loaf this year! We lost half of Nazareth and Meatloaf! DH Pellegro from Dead Kennedy's Nick Turner from Hawkwind. Mark Lanigan from The Screaming Trees. And I mean all his independent stuff. I'm actually a huge Mark Lanigan fan and that one. That one really hurts that one really sucks if you've never heard his indie stuff you should dive into some of his independent stuff it's really good actually Um, and then of course Johnny Z the founder of Megaforce Records and the motherfucker who literally made Metallica and Anthrax possible think about that for a minute we lost him this year Burke Shelley from Budgie. Yeah. That's the thing about these awesome 70's like acid metal rock bands is that now they're all getting to that point where we're going to lose them. It's unfortunate, you know. Death is such a dick. Frederick Johansson from Dark Tranquility. Trevor Stranade from Block Out Your Murder. Bob, Hedda from Suicidal Tendencies, Stuart Ancest from Cradle of Filth, Ian McDonald from King Crimson and Foreigner, Taylor Hawkins from The Foo Fighters, Christine McVeigh, Fleetwood Mac, and then we go out with great balls of fire, Jerry Lee Lewis. I know there was more, but that's that's as much as my heart could take when I started making this list. So, we're just gonna leave it there, okay? We're gonna just take a moment though, and I wanna just make a toast to those who have left us, and left us not just like of a spiritual world, but have left us with memorable music and, like, you know, a lifetime of their art and their passion, and that's something that can be invigorating and drive each and every one of us every fucking day. I mean, that's what metal really is anyway. It's this driving force, and that's why we feel it so fucking hard, and all these people felt it. Anyway, I'm not going to get all mushy on you guys, but it's... I'm a sentimental motherfucker sometimes, and, you know... So here, here's to all of our ones. Hopefully 2023 is a little kinder to us. We still have (laughs) Ozzy. Okay. Now that we've had that moment, that was the nitty here is the gritty! What you have been waiting for this whole time! My 5 album review for 2022! And in no particular order, but within the parameters of each of them being chosen from a genre of metal, and placed in one of five categories. That's convenient, right? Top five albums, albums, five categories. Anyway, yeah. Oh, and now, the shitty drum roll, please. <laughs> Number one. Again, no particular order. Thrash. Destruction. Diabolical. Number two. In the death category. SHED THE SKIN, THOU MOGINESIS. The album is so fucking sick, I dare you to go listen to it. Number three in the GRIND category, my dear friends, Naraka from Pittsburgh with Nemesis Clip. Oh, Ooh, excuse me. And in the fourth category for black metal, Depressive Witches. Now, I did review them on here not too long ago, but I did not review this album. I reviewed one of their other albums. And this album is just as good, better, better than the other album, actually. Yep, I'm gonna say that. And their album is called Distant Kingdoms. And number five, and definitely last but not least, because this is what we've been listening to the entire time, in the background. Probably my all time favorite album of the entire year is from Lunacy, and it's called Space Coke. No one will hear you scream. That's right, motherfuckers. So, what a fucking lineup! I wonder if any of you had the same on your list. Message me if you did, because we need to talk, right? And, but for fucking real though, my anticipation for the albums that are coming out for 2023 is just, like, vibrating through my fucking skull, man. It's amazing! I'm so excited! Because this year was so good! Next year's gonna be, like you know, maybe twice as good. We'll see. And then I'm gonna rattle on and on. You'll have to listen to me for like an hour instead of like 30 minutes. Anyway, so, here we go. Dear Misfits, we have come to that part of our endeavor where we cross paths with Athena's five-shot review. Now, you've already heard me review 2022 and the metal they But, this review, this 5-shot review is special. It's special because I am reviewing the year that we had. Not just the, the music. Like I said, we already talked about that. No, no, no. I'm reviewing the year of 2022. So, before we get to that though, you know, I have to go over the rules because a lot of people just they just they either sleep through my segments or they put me on mute and then go back to mark when it's time for the metal forge. But um, I'm gonna have to give you the rules, alright? Alright, so five shots. I need five shots to get through the motherfucker. Four shots. Meh kitty is um Oh. Um, three shots. Good. Made me bang my head. Airdrum a little bit. Two shots. Really good. Put that shit in the glove box for traveling. And one shot. Excellent. I'm probably gonna have a bang in the morning. And although I had plenty of bangovers this year, the verdict is five shots oh, to get through the motherfucker. Wait, 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 wait. No, 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 no. Make that 666 shots to get through 2022. So until we meet again have a most excellent time and don't forget keep it heavy
0: Wow, you know, that was something that was so... that's Wow, that's so fucking awesome, Athena. Like, you really went over and beyond and in, in so much depth, you know, with uh, the concerts of the year, your honorable mentions, and honestly, you know, the, the passing of musicians and such, and, you know, taking a moment to remember those who have influenced our lives and completely kicked ass. Definitely. Shouts out for that. But yeah, oh my gosh, you know, I know you you dug the the, uh, Lunacy Space Coke album. That was on your review that you did of that. It was so fucking rad. Uh, You know, the Depressive Witches album, uh, Distant Kingdoms, you know, that was awesome discovering that band just on a whim on Bandcamp because we looked at what the new releases were going to be. And that was awesome. Shed the Skin, I kind of figured that would have been, been on your list, but, you know, th- there were just so many honorable mentions. It was very tough because you had asked me where it was just like, hey, can you guess what my list is? And I was like, you know, I really don't know. I It's like I kind of figured there, you the the Municipal Waste album would have been on there, but it wasn't, and I was, like, shocked and surprised. I was like, oh, my gosh. It's not on here, uh, but yeah, I know that like all of your stuff that you you've put out and and done that you you do your homework for damn sure and that completely kicks ass. So hell yeah, and I will go ahead and let you know as well. There are no crossovers on your list with my list either, and none for you and Jason. That's interesting it's it's so wild that you know we're we're all super diverse when it comes to our music so speaking of top five lists here is my top five list of of albums in 2022 that you know really moved me and spoke to me so without any further ado as they say uh I am going to go with in the number five position is spell tragic magic super fucking rad album. Go check it the fuck out because it it, it kicks fucking ass. If you liked opulent decay and you know the just seeing the natural progression of this band is mind blowing. Number four midnight let there be witchery you know seeing them on tour with uh uh, merciful fate so fucking badass and i am definitely a fan for life for absolute sure number three municipal waste electrified brain you know just because it's all thrash and no trash you know it kicks ass from the beginning to the end and it is such a solid listen the entire way through that pretty much anything that they do is so fucking awesome because it goes right from start to stop. And, I, you know, I love that because that's what it's all about, you know, is keeping the captivation, keeping kicking ass and everything else. And so I'm going to go ahead and tell you my number two is windows of your heart by haunt and you know i finally got to see haunt live this past year uh in september on the west coast meets west end tour with uh seven sisters and entranced and super fucking rad people all around and i was glad that i got to go to not one but two of those shows the Louisville show and the Indianapolis show at Black Circle Brewing. Super fucking rad times, kicking ass. And, 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 you know, I just, I enjoy it so much. So, my number one album of 2022 is, as Athena would say, shitty drum roll, please. Uh, is going to be. Venom Inc. There's only black. You know, when Venom Inc. came out with Ave back a few years ago, and I heard it, it completely blew me the fuck away. Because it was heavier than what Venom was. And, you know... And I just super fucking dig it, and I you know, and I still love the classic lineup stuff of Venom. You know, like the first few albums are awesome, but they they've had this career that has completely kicked so much ass, and they have put out some awesome fucking material. You know, and, and that's no matter what rendition of the group, you know, it, it. And this album is just a fucking banger the entire way you know, just I can listen to the the album in its entirety and since it came out in October I have been totally, you know, totally just doing it, you know, listening to the whole thing. So anyways, you know, this has been a very long opening segment of the show with both Metal Mischief and the Heavy Metal Wasteland and then my yakking on top of it. And I've been yakking, you know, off and on for about 15 minutes throughout this whole thing between their segments as well. So let's go ahead and listen to some Crypt Rot here. This is a pit of snakes. metalheads i'm being joined here on the line from across the pond yet again this uh this month you know by the time this is released haha let in let everybody in here on the uh the secret that these are all (laughs) pre-recorded uh i'm being joined by uh tom hughes from the band cryptic rot and you guys are out of wales is that correct
4: yeah i'm wales uh in the uk Awesome, so, dude, how are you doing, man? I'm doing good. Thanks for having me on, man. It's nice to be here,
0: for sure, for sure. Now, um, I mean, how's the weather and such over there?
4: Uh, always raining. Literally, Wales is just always rain, man. Um, it's like summers are shorter, winters are longer, and it's guaranteed to rain all the time. So, wow.
0: See, yeah. and it's like I would love to come and visit, and I'm in. At the uh so at some point in twenty twenty three I'm hoping to be able to do that. If not oh, cool. very early
4: twenty twenty four. Yeah, cool. If you do come, give me a
0: shout, man. I'll meet you. For sure, for sure. So tell everybody out in Metal Forge Land about Cryptic Rot.
4: Uh, so uh, so I started kind of recording music in lockdown, um, starting with a band called Maimed, um that was 2019 and then 2020 I started Crip Rock cause I wanted to make kind of more modern, brutal sounding stuff. Um, so I wrote the songs for the demo that came out kind of this time last year. And then, uh, yeah, I got uh, a guy I know I'd worked with a few times, um, from Cardiff, which is just kind of down the road from where I'm based. Uh, it showed interest in singing on it. So I sent him the tracks and he sent me back some vocals and then we put it out.
0: Awesome. So it looks like here, was that you guys just doing that by yourselves and then Justin came along? How's that?
4: Yeah. So the first demo was just me programming drums. Um, I did the guitars and bass and then Kyle did the vocals. Um, Justin joined I think last year maybe the end of last year pretty much um, just as we were gearing up to do the full land
0: right on now you also play with uh, Justin and maimed is that correct
4: yeah so that's kind of how he ended up coming on board is um, when I did the first maimed uh, demo I um, we did have a guy we were working with didn't work out he didn't have time to record and then the singer from named kyle um knew justin knew he was a really good drummer got him on board and then since then like because <laughs> i know how good justin is i just keep nagging him to play on all my projects basically so like whenever i need drums on something i usually will ask justin and thankfully he liked the kryp right ep and and had time to record for the album
0: Awesome. See that—that's really cool. That you know you can actually uh, come across somebody who you really like playing with, and you know you just sit there and you say, "Hey, you know you're a drummer. Why
4: don't you do this?" Yeah, and he knows like he knows kind of because he's he's recorded um, the main DP the Krebber album, and now we're recording the main album as well. So he's he's played with me enough times and shared enough of my stuff that he knows what I want anyway just from the MIDI drums I send him and he knows kind of how I like drums to be and he does a lot of kind of slammy like ride accents on stuff and a lot of crazy fills so it, it always works out amazing for me man.
0: Definitely so this like you said this was something that kind of happened during uh, the pandemic and yeah. now has, full, has fleshed out into an actual, actual group. Now are you all planning on uh, obtaining an actual full time
4: bass player as well? Um I don't know. I think if we were gonna play live I'm I would. Um we we have actually got so Ju- so Justin's also in um, Between the Kill and he's in um Seven Headshop as well and the bass player from Seven Headshop a guy called Ian uh, has joined maimed my other band as a, as a bass player. So if I did need one for Krip Rot, then I'm sure I could have Ian cause him and Justin play so well together already. But then if we're going to do live, I guess I need to find somebody in the UK. So I'm not sure. It, it depends. It depends if we try and play live or not.
0: Oh, absolutely. And you know, that's one of the other things too, is it seems like there's a lot of people who have, um, you know just a lot of side projects that have that have spawned from the pandemic
4: yeah man like everyone's in three or four bands at the moment and for me it just opened up the possibility of being able to record myself like it was something i'd always wanted to do i'd always want to know how to record and even when i was like playing in bands when i was a teenager um i used to play in like just kind of local thrash bands and stuff and i would write whole songs then but I wouldn't be able to record them I would just record the riffs on my phone and then I would play the video on my phone and then play the lead over the top to show people what I was imagining you know like I didn't have a way to actually record it all properly so the pandemic for me was like the kick in the ass to just be like okay you've got this time you know couldn't really work so I just set it all up and just sat there and just learned how to do it for a few months. And now I'm doing more bands than I can keep track of <laughs> it's, it's too, it's too much fun, man. You know,
0: definitely, definitely. So with the EP or I'm sorry, no, I, I misspoke there. Uh it was why I edit. Uh, so with the full length release, which was here just, just a few weeks back, Yeah, you know, I mean, what are you all planning next? Are you, I mean, cause you don't know if you're going to do anything live is what you were kind of alluding to a minute ago.
4: Yeah. I'm, I'm I don't know. I mean, I'm going to probably take a little break from Crip Rock for a bit. And I've got some other things I'm recording next year and some other projects I'm doing, but I am, I'm am also thinking of maybe trying live, but I'm not hundred percent sure. yet. We'd have to get a drummer, Um, based in the UK we'd have to get a bass player based in the UK in order for me and Kyle to be able to go out and do it Um, I have already had some offers which you know to play London and to to play some cool gigs and to go up to Scotland with guys from uh, Brain Bath and Gouger and and all those really great Scottish death metal bands that are about at the moment Um, I'm just kind of waiting for the right time to get all the stuff I'd also have to like I'd have to buy some uh gear because i haven't got a cab and a head and i haven't you know i haven't got like the backline stuff i need to play like definitely so maybe maybe sometime in the next year i think now that i've actually so i was living kind of in west wales and carl was in south wales i've actually moved back to south wales the last like two months so now that i live 20 minutes away from the singer it's a lot easier for us to like start jamming and, and do some practices and then see what happens that'll probably be something that i'll try next year
0: definitely see that's rad you know like just because you you just sit there and said you'd have to find a drummer and a bass player that are based out of the uk which yeah. that is another thing i've noticed with uh a lot of bands during the pandemic that these these bedroom projects side project things have really manifested with people all over the world. Yeah. that That's kick-ass to me because, you know, just because you're not limited to where you know, finding friends yeah. in your area or finding bandmates yeah. in your area at this point
4: that's what I find so exciting about it is I know people kind of knock bedroom bands and bedroom projects and stuff because they're not like proper bands that are playing live or or touring or whatever but for me it's like where I live um, the scene is so small anyway that you kind of know everybody in it and to find other people who want to play like brutal death metal is kind of difficult they're either already in a band or people aren't really interested in playing really heavy um, death metal around here so Like, like for me, like to be able to send my tracks to America and get drums back, or with the other bands I'm in, I'm sending tracks to like done in Cornwall, and then the singers in Romania, or like the labels in New York, and then there's another label in Indonesia, and it's like to be able to send my music all over the world and have people record awesome stuff and send it back to me, and have labels distribute it all over the world, and do that from. A small town in wales where you know people either work in a factory or a call center or you know what i mean like there's not that many options here so using the internet to be able to like spread your music and get it out there and have it on the same platform as like bigger bands who all live close to each other everything is an, is an amazing opportunity you know
0: oh for sure yeah that's that's part of the the good part about a lot of independent music today is, you know, like I said, you don't have to be tied to your, your, uh, your local scene there because, you know, it's, it can be pretty incestuous at times where, you know, you have a drummer (laughs) that's in four bands because he's the only drummer that's, that's worth his salt or anything, or, you know, the same guitar player plays guitar in three bands and he plays bass in four others. And, yeah. You, you know, and people want to stay busy, of course, too. Especially if you're trying to make a living at at playing live music, which yeah. I think is a is a whole other dynamic now. Since you know, since the millennium era in in anything has come up, yeah,
4: than yeah, than before. Well, I think the older <clears throat> the older people get, unless you've already built a following and you're doing that and you gig in. And yeah, and yeah, and you're playing out all the time. Then the older you get, the kind of harder it is to justify doing that too, because you have jobs and responsibilities and things you need to take care of. And I think for me, I always knew that I wouldn't, I wouldn't want to make it a job, really. I, I, wouldn't necessarily. I'm not really worried about making any kind of money from it, and I don't make any kind of money from it. Um, I, I was just, I just knew it would be like a fun creative outlet for me to do on the side. So I'm doing my life and then, you know, for fun, just for myself, really, I'm just making like really broad music. Cause nobody I know really wants to make music like that. So I'm just doing it myself. You know?
0: Well, right. And, and, you know, that's the thing again, you know, what I think what we've been talking about this whole, whole part is yeah. where, you know, you've got to find the people that want to make that music. And you were talking about how, um, you know how Justin uh, was doing drums on it and everything, and you said one of the bands that he was he was in, which is Severed Head Shop, which is interesting yeah. because I had not actually heard of before, but I didn't realize they were from Indiana.
4: Oh, okay, yeah, man, they're really good. They just put out their uh, kind of debut release as well,
0: which. It, which is also interesting too, because they've been around for so long. It says, it says yeah, They've been around I, since I
4: 2010. Them, um, yeah, man. I think they did some stuff a while back and it took them a while to put, put this together. I'm not, I'm not sure. I haven't really spoke to him properly about it, but uh, we usually just talk about what brutal bands we're listening to or fucking stupid stuff. Like I don't actually grill him that much on his music. It's weird. Cause he's so good, but, um, We actually don't talk about music that much. Well, we do, but other people's music. We don't talk about our music or our bands at all. It's weird. That's that's awesome.
0: Uh, (laughs) So now let me ask you this. Um, With talking with him about, you know, about how you wanted to do, did you all, is it all through like messenger or is it, or have you all been on like zoom and, and done and talked that way? Like kind of met quote face to face but still across across the world from each other
4: um i've met yeah we have we have done uh we have done a zoom call before like we've done zoom i think we did a zoom kind of meeting for maimed where after we put out the first demo on or like the ep thing on sewerot we like had a meeting just to speak to justin and ian and and kind of plan what we were going to do next and i think maybe it was the first time i'd met him when he was like coming on board um but since then yeah we just got a group on messenger just me kyle and justin for Crip Rot, and we just we just talked to each other through there but yeah we talk. it's weird because i you know i feel like i know him because i've been speaking to him most days for a year now two maybe two years or whatever now but yeah i haven't actually met them in person but it will be cool too
0: definitely it's always interesting to to meet these people in person you know i was i was fortunate enough to uh to meet some friends from the uk on when they were on tour here in america back in september uh the band seven sisters and
4: okay
0: yeah super rad guys and it was just like We've been talking for like two years, and it's like all of a sudden yeah. it's like, oh my gosh, you're you're here.
4: <laughs> it's like, man. Man. it's the same with Fulci. I really want to meet Fulci, dude. They're playing in London uh, next weekend, I think, and I can't make it. I'm gutted. I can't make it because I re- I've been speaking to those guys for two years, three years, or something. You know.
0: Yes, I know that is so. That's the other side of it. It's such a it's such a down when it's like you know that somebody that you want to see is yeah. coming coming in and I think the independent metal scene out there today is such a it's so underground still but if, yeah. it's like a if you know you know kind of situation where <laughs> yeah. you know you can say bands like Fulci or Seven Sisters and people know who they are in the circle yeah. and but they're they're not playing giant places either you know yeah. it's like yeah. yeah they might be playing your local pub or your bar or whatever but yeah. the show that you get is just just as much the same as any band playing in an arena. Yeah, because yeah. the the passion is there and the drive is there.
2: Yeah,
4: exactly. Man. I'd rather see smaller bands anyway. Like I, I will go and see Cannibal Corpse when they play. Like if they play anywhere near me, I will go. But they're probably the biggest band I go and see. Like, and, in, I, and then everybody else I'll go and see is like small clubs and just yeah, weird underground stuff. I guess.
0: Oh, for sure. I mean, and that's the whole thing. It's like, yeah, you know, once you've seen the show once or maybe even twice, it it, it almost kind of begs begs the thing of why should I go see it again? Is it going to be that much different? You know, I love Iron Maiden. Don't get me wrong. I I absolutely love Iron Maiden. They were a band I had to see live to get into. And the show is always amazing, but even still you know you're gonna get something like you know you're gonna get wasted years and you're gonna get two minutes to midnight and number of the beast and it's like you know when you're when you're playing some uh, so many repeat songs because because you're a legacy band at that point what it's almost kind of like what is the point i guess
4: yeah, yeah. I, do you know what I'd love to see man is King Diamond though. I've never seen King Diamond. I'd love to see them play too.
0: You know that's interesting because I I recently just went to see Merciful Fate. Oh, sick! And it was their first time in the states in like twenty or twenty three years or something like yeah. that. And it was absolutely insane. It was so. Su- it was such a. It's it's funny that you mentioned that because it was very much like a small hmm. independent pub show, you know, but it was not. It was you know, it was in a place that seated 5000 people and it was sold yeah. out. But, you know, I think the the overall feel of it, nobody overstayed their welcome. They they played, Ooh. you know, like uh, Midnight played a 30 minute set, and yeah. Creator played uh, maybe a 40 minute set, and then Merciful Pate played an hour. And it was such a good show. I mean, yeah. you know, it started at 7 and you were done by 11. And
4: <laughs> I love that stuff, dude. I love it. When it like the older I get, the more I'm like, Oh, I love it when shit, finishes a half 10, 11.
0: <laughs> right. I, I do as well because it's, yeah, it's like, you know, if you have to get up and work the next day, you're not, yeah. you're not dragging yeah. ass the next day or anything. <laughs> yeah. So definitely. So, uh, I'll, since I'm talking to you about this, I'll, I'll go ahead and hit, hit on it. Uh, maimed you said that you were going to do a you're in the process of recording a album for them as well
4: yeah so i've i've finished all my stuff on that i i think i finished writing it and recording it uh around spring this year maybe um yeah, because I kind of finished up that stuff and then went full blast on finishing up the Crip Rot album. So I've done all the guitars on the Mamed album. Um, Kyle's doing... So it's another Kyle, Kyle Massick. Um He's doing his vocals. And he has just finished the last track now. He's just going to go back and redo some bits and add a couple of layers to a couple of things. And then uh, Justin and Ian are going to track this stuff, hopefully by Christmas. And then... In the new year, then we'll uh, get it mixed and mastered, and yeah, release it. I don't know, maybe kind of March April next year, hopefully. Awesome, awesome. So,
0: on any of your releases, I'll go ahead and just blanket all of them here. Whether it's Cryptrot or Maimed or any any anybody else. Now, are you all planning like physical releases as well, like vinyl and CD?
4: Uh, yeah, everything. Everything's always tape, uh, usually CD as well. Maimed, we did CD. The so so I'll I'll do <clears throat> I'll do uh, rock first. So Crit Rot, there's a UK tape which is out on Dry Cough Records. There's a US tape which is out on Frozen Screams imprint. And then Brutal Mind in Indonesia are doing uh, CDs, jewel case CDs. And they're doing all the merch. So they got flags with the album cover, shirts with the album cover, and then a Ricky Casso uh, Acid King shirt as well.
0: Definitely. Wow,
4: that's awesome. And the Maimed album will be similar. I don't don't know about vinyl, but the Maimed album will definitely be tape. It'll definitely be CD. Um, It'd be cool to get something on vinyl eventually, but I feel kind of like at the moment, it seems to be easier to do black metal on vinyl in the UK. People seem to buy black metal more on vinyl in the UK than they do new death metal, I guess. Or labels don't seem to press as much. Interesting. Uh, new death metal on vinyl anyway. Um, reissues, yeah. but I don't know. It would be cool. I'd love to see the Crip Rock artwork that big.
0: Yeah, that would be awesome because it does have some amazing yeah. artwork.
4: Yeah, I, I love it, man. We were so armada art the guy is called uh christian his name is he's he's so good like we'd see we'd seen his work through maybe it was the aborted cover he did um and he'd done quite a lot of slam stuff as well he'd done a lot of kind of brutal stuff that i was i was i was listening to personally so yeah when when i knew i wanted it to kind of be a bit more like modern brutal brutal death metal sounding he was the guy you know and I'd, i'd send him a you can see it on our Instagram, man, if you scroll back through this like a really shitty thumbnail sketch I sent him. <laughs> um, and I send him some I think some comic book reference. I send him like some evil Ernie stuff from, from back in the day and I don't know, just some old comics and things and he yeah, he smashed it, man. He was amazing.
0: Hell yeah, man. That's awesome. So I do want to break off and ask you some general profile questions about you as a person, because you know, hey, that's what we do here. And, you know, I get so many awesome, awesome uh, sets of feedback from like, wow, I, that's so cool. I didn't realize that. Uh, so if if you're good to go, I'm good to go.
2: Yeah. Yeah. Sounds good, man.
0: If you were in charge, what three items would you have in the office vending machine?
4: <laughs> uh, one, chocolate chocolate biscuits because I'm fucking addicted to chocolate biscuits um, Two CBD gummies because if you work in an office you need to chill out and not take it so seriously we <laughs> maybe a beer man maybe a beer and everybody could have one beer at lunchtime just to take the edge off before you have to go back to the computer or whatever you're doing in your office you know
0: what that is amazing. That is those three things are absolutely great. And, you can tell
4: I don't work in an office, <laughs> right? No,
0: you're you're absolutely right. I have done office work, and yeah, and me. those three things would be amazing. Yeah. <laughs> uh, name something on your to do list that never gets done.
4: Um, finishing off these rock tracks to send to these guys in America. So I'm doing this fucking raging rock album um (laughs) because i'm obsessed with king diamond and um there's two guys in america playing black metal bands who are going to sing on it and do drums and i i'm I'm doing the guitars and uh i've got like a whole bunch of songs done for it but i just can't seem to finish them like they're all like eight minutes long and i haven't done the drums on all of them and it's been on my to-do list on my phone uh and every week i work on it and every week i'm like a song needs more work, or I need to redo some drums on a thing, or, or whatever it is. So, at the moment, I cannot finish this rock album I'm trying to do. But eventually, some point next year, there will be some kind of really cheesy rock album that I've made out hey, there somewhere.
0: Hey, there's nothing wrong with that, you know. Like you said, you you dig uh, King Diamond and stuff like that. Yeah. So, you know, I I am totally totally a fan of of you know, what they call dad rock these days.
4: Yeah, man. It's it's all, it's all like maiden leads as well and like really catchy things. And yes, it should... Did you hear the... Um, fuck, what was it called, dude? Oh, Power AD. Did you hear that? I have not. Dude, so it's... I can't think what it's called. So Crypt of the Wizard, um, they were shop in London, like heavy metal shop in London. They started putting stuff out on tape and... Yeah, there's this, there's this guy called Palisade who drums on loads of um, really good black metal stuff. Uh, he also drummed on the Night of the Vampire EP uh, from the dude. Uh, I can't think of what it is, but yeah, it was, he drummed on this Night of the Vampire EP, and he also uh, made this uh, Power AD album, man. It's amazing. It's so good.
0: Hell yeah. I'll have to check it out for sure. Mm. Uh, are you related to anyone famous or historical? <laughs> um no <laughs>
4: no i'm not
0: yeah me either <laughs> you know it's it's always it's always interesting when people are like oh yeah my my great 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 grandfather's yeah. nephew was so and so and it's like
4: what i think that there is like an actor with the same name as me um i don't know what he's been in i've never seen him in anything he's like some american tv actor but so, like sometimes i'll look up my name um to try and find music videos that I've done for people, or to show someone something, and this random actor always pops up all the time, which is kind of frustrating.
0: Oh, for sure. Yeah, uh, <laughs> me too. Uh, I've done that as well. And there was yeah. a uh, basketball player with the oh, okay. sa- with the same name as me, and he actually yeah. played for the the team here in Indiana. Oh, okay. So it was weird because you know he's like. A six six foot eight African American man named Mark Jackson, and I'm um, yeah. a five foot eight, you know, uh, white guy, <laughs> and, yeah, we're, and yeah. we're both in the same same state. But I mean, I guess that's like the commonality of names and stuff. So,
4: yeah.
0: Uh, what are you superstitious about?
4: Um, I think ghosts more than anything. Interesting. <laughs> um um uh, my auntie's got this thing uh like a lot of the women in my family are kind of superstitious and kind of into uh spiritual stuff and can feel um like i i think i've i don't know it's weird that i've got it but it's mostly the, the women on, on my mum's side of the family can feel uh kind of energy if something bad's happened somewhere or, or sense stuff and i think that's kind of rubbed off on me um So, like, my auntie will, like, put put salt on the threshold of the door before she moves into a new house or, you know, she'll cleanse stuff and things. So, I think because I kind of grew up with that, I don't mess with ghosts or Ouija boards or any of that shit.
0: Definitely. Yeah, I totally get that. It's, yeah. Uh, Which activities make you lose track of time?
4: Uh, Recording, to be fair. My legs go numb i haven't drank anything i forget to eat like because when i record i'll i'll do i'll write the guitar tracks i'll record the guitar tracks and then i'll record the bass tracks in the same session so i don't forget how to play it (laughs) so every time i record something it's usually all recorded in one go and then arranged properly afterwards so i'll spend maybe i'll take like four hours or something to record a song and then yeah i'll completely lose track of time and i wouldn't have open the curtains or got dressed or anything. with the afternoon. I'm like, oh, shit. <laughs> but I would have got a song out of it. So it'll be worth
0: it. You know, that is very interesting because I think all of us kind of do that. You know, we get so in, 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 uh, ingrained in with like what yeah. we're doing that it's like, I gotta get this take. I gotta get this take. I gotta get this. I gotta get this done. And we, you know, and by the time you look at the clock, yeah, you might have started at one and now it's like seven and studio time is like the casino. It's kind of like, it's a magical place where time like does not mm -hmm. exist while you're there. But when you come back to the real world, it's just like, it's almost like blacking out.
4: Yeah, yeah, it's weird, isn't it? and it's, it's almost like you don't want to leave that flow state either, do you? Like you want to stay, once you get in the zone, you want to kind of stay in the zone.
0: Oh, for sure, absolutely. But I do have one more question, but before we do that, as always, links are listed below, so please give a like, a share, and a follow. Please support these guys in any and every way you can. You know, go buy albums, go buy merch when it's available. If there's any live shows coming up at all, go see them because that is how bands today make any kind of living doing this. Tom, do you have any shout outs you want to give to anybody before we go?
4: Yeah, I want to shout out to, uh, all the labels that helped us put out the album. I want to shout out to, uh, Johnny freeze over there. Frozen screams imprint full of stuff he's done on the blood rage release as well. That's just come out. I think there is a, still a few, uh, Blood Rage tapes left on Frozen Scream's imprint as well. So if you want to pick up that, uh, it's in like a VHS uh, clamshell case with a a few stickers and some nice little extras. Um, Yeah, and shout out everybody in the UK who's playing Death Metal at the moment. Trenchfoot, Slime Lord. Uh, Fuck, I can't think of anybody else on the top of my head, but yeah.
0: Hell yeah, I totally get it. Uh, So final question of the day is... If you could spend one hour with any uh, musician, live or dead, who would it be and what would you do?
4: Um, fuck, man. That's, that's really odd. Uh, I don't even know who it would be.
0: Interesting. The, it's, oh, that's course. endless possibilities.
4: My initial... My initial thing was I would guess somebody's sick and I'd record music with them. But then I was like, would it be more fun? Do you know what i do? do? You know, I know what i do, actually. Mike. I would hang out with uh, Fenris from Dark Throne and just listen to Matt and drink beer. That's what i do.
0: chit That See, and that's awesome to me because I've had so many people say, oh, you like Dio. I would have him sing for me. It's like, really? Yeah. I mean... You yeah. can watch all that shit on YouTube now. I mean, yeah, 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 of course, because he's been gone for so long. But like, the I understand like being in the presence of somebody like that. But yeah, yeah. just sitting there hanging out, drinking beers, listening to metal, just con- <laughs> conversing. I think that's Unless you like, know
4: he'd have the best stuff. Like I wouldn't, I wouldn't show him anything. I'd just be like playing some stuff because you know, like have you seen that clip of that interview when he does the rock and roll gas station thing?
0: No, I have not.
4: <laughs> just type in fenris rock and roll gas station on youtube right there's a there's some german uh dude from a magazine or whatever that interviewed him and he's in his flat and fenris is drunk and he's just like <laughs> playing him all this metal and singing along to him it's, it's just amazing dude i just want to be in that room listening to my
1: <laughs>
0: yes dude that is so awesome uh Tom, thank you so much for coming on the Metal Forge this week. This has kicked ass. This has been an awesome, awesome conversation I've enjoyed. Uh, From an ancient summoning, what are we going to play today?
4: Play um, Arcane Rites, because it features a singer from Fulci. Awesome. You heard
0: him. This is from Cryptrot. This is Arcane Rites. Tell you guys about Mercenary Press. They're an independent London label and distributor of all things metal. Mercenary Press delivers the goods from their own independent zine. Trust me, you're going to want to get in on that. To distributing various bands from all over the world, including Cramp from Spain and Sadistic Force from Texas. Visit mercenarypress.bigcartel.com to find out what all they have in stock and what you can order. And for Metal Forge listeners, enter code METALFORGE10 to receive a discount on your total purchase at mercenarypress.bigcartel.com. Check it out now. Hey Metalheads, it's with great pleasure I get to tell you guys about a new sponsor to the Metal Forge, Ageless Art New Albany. After 20 years of owning and operating Ageless Art in Clarksville, Indiana, Phil Garrett had a vision for a new type of tattoo studio. Something that is clean and modern, sleek, refined, inviting. And he's done just that with Ageless Art in New Albany. You can find it at 2736 Charlestown Road. Since 2013, there has been a calling from the underground, from the graves of all those unholy, and they decided to make a zine to talk about all of this. Soul Grinder Zine, an independent metal zine to keep you informed on all things metal and horror from the underground. Available in both print and digital formats, they're bringing you the best interviews and reviews out there today. Not only do they do the zine, but they also do compilation CDs. Check them out at facebook.com soulgrinder.zine and start your subscription now. BigCartel.com.